Welcome to the Field Trip Podcast from Frontline Education. My name is Ryan Estes, and today we've got something a little different for you. I am joined by two guests. The first is Dr. John Isaacson, who is superintendent at Hillsborough R3 School District in Hillsborough, Missouri. And with him is my colleague, Colin Osborne. Over the past 13 years, Colin has worked with thousands of school districts, helping them address challenges in areas like human resources, recruiting, hiring, managing teacher absences and substitutes, and more. Uh, And so, Dr. Isaacson and Colin, thank you for joining me on Field Trip. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We are having this conversation at a time when teacher shortage is a phrase that we sometimes see in headlines. Data from the Frontline Research and Learning Institute shows that on average across the country, school districts need to hire a similar or slightly higher number of teachers than they have in years past, uh, but are seeing a pretty significant decrease in the number of applicants. Right now, I'm actually going to turn it over to Colin and Dr. Isaacson because I know that this is something that you are both very familiar with. Uh, Thanks, Ryan. And thank you, Dr. Isaacson. I appreciate taking the time. Something that I've been talking about with a lot of leaders across the state and the country over the past decade really is how the teacher shortage has evolved, how the recruitment efforts have evolved. Um, You know, when I first got into the K-12 market, I heard principals tell me that they like to see the handwriting on the applications that gave them a good indication of the candidate. And I think that's evolved quite a bit to where we're at today. First, I'd just like to start out with asking you a question. How many openings did you have this last year and how many have you gotten filled? Um, I believe we probably had about 10 to 12 openings and we currently have one position that is uh, we haven't filled. We may have this morning, but it was a special education position and those are probably the most difficult to fill. But overall, I've been pretty pleased with how we ended up. Tell me a little bit about how you think you differentiate your school district and and why you think you've been successful with filling those positions and how you're pleased based on some of the quality of those recruitment strategies. Sure. At Hillsborough, I do think historically we've been somewhat of a destination district. We're kind of in an area south of St. Louis where we still are rural, but it's 35 minutes. I can be down at Bush Stadium in downtown. So we've experienced some teachers who want to move further away from St. Louis, but also from a salary standpoint, uh, we're attractive to those who are just a little bit south of us. The other thing that I've done is really trying to focus on hiring people that live within a 20-mile radius. And I can get more into that later on, but that has really helped as far as turnover and retention. And so I think that's actually allowed us to decrease the number of teachers that have left. You, you're like a lot of other districts in that you've got some metropolitan appeal, but you're, you're close, but still rural. You've got kind of the best of both worlds. I don't want to diminish any district's efforts, but when I boil down some of their strategies, it, it really comes down to post and pray. And then the strategic thought is let's post in more spots and pray more that we get more applicants, because I think there's a correlation between the quantity of applicants and the quality of applicants. How do you brand and market your district, the culture, your community? Uh, how, how do you paint that picture so that you, know, you can get awareness to people that don't know about Hillsborough? I think that that's very challenging, especially in today's day and age, as far as with social media, as you have to put pushing stuff out about your culture and celebrating your successes. But ultimately, it's going to come down to sometimes financial, for sure, what we're able to provide for the families of our teachers. And what I mean by that is what's in it for their children. 
because often teachers will bring their children with them to school. So you have to have that quality school that they want to bring their own kids to. I think another piece that the biggest, even as far as attracting, is the best way to fill jobs is not to have jobs open. The best way to solve our substitute problem was to not have absences. I can control that. And so we've really made an effort to focus on the things that we can control. What are some of the retention efforts that you have in place that that you're thinking, okay, we've got to really show a plan of growth and tenure here in order to try to retain, retain them? Because I think you probably would recognize there's a pretty significant cost to training employees and turnover. And then ultimately just the, the turnover in the classroom, right? If I have somebody that's only in there for two or three years, you know, how that impacts the district. Yeah. So this is going to be the shameless frontline plug, but I actually use a couple of the frontline products. I use the location analytics for all of our employees. I did some studies over the course of a year or two. And what I found was when we had employees that lived 20 miles or more away, 35% of those employees had nine or more absences versus if they lived within that 20 mile window, uh, the average absences was four. And I correlate that to probably, you know, kids and illness and being further away. So, or even weather, you know, if it's icy, I, you know, I'm not, I'm just going to take today off. I don't want to take that day in. Well, we focus on student teacher contact time. Cause that's, again, I can't control the kids attendance, but we really try to focus on educator attendance. So focusing on that, as far as when it comes to trying to hire and focus on teachers that live within that radius. The other thing that I found is in our school district, we don't lose teachers really to neighboring school districts. It's not about money. A lot of times the teachers that we lose live outside that 20 mile radius because what ends up occurring is their kids move to that junior high age, high school age, and it's tough leaving Hillsborough and having a 45-minute commute to get back home for soccer practice or whatever. So it's merely family reasons of which they're living. So using those pieces and also keeping track of the districts that they're going to, and that's a part of the frontline information, we are able to see where the teachers are going and where we are attracting them from. And so... I keep a pretty tight eye on that from year in to year out to see like, all right, why are we losing and how can we stop that? And the number one reason people leave is purely family reasons. So focusing on distance is huge. Something else I've seen, districts are reaching out to me a lot saying, hey, we need to make an adjustment to our application. It's too long. And in years past, that used to be a screening criteria to say, okay, if you really want the job, we really need to know this information in order to consider you. And now I'm seeing substantial cuts in the questions that are on the application so that we can just really capture the bare minimum. And the districts seem to take on more of that post-application responsibility to further recruit, but they just got to get the names in the pool. Is that something you guys have experienced too? No, but I have heard it probably is a deterrent. I've actually heard that. Like even on subbing some of retirement teachers are like, that application is so long, I don't even want to apply it or come back and sub-teach. So I may take what you just said there and do some of that because um, sometimes it is too long. And I use that to really screen on some culture questions more so than just the canned, if all of us are just giving the 
give me your educational philosophy. We can get to that later. I'd much rather talk with you about that because too with chat GPT, they can, I can figure that out in two seconds anyhow, write an educational philosophy. So how viable is that going forward? Well, from a leadership perspective, going through the, this list, I suspect you and I could probably talk for hours, right? And I try to consolidate what I think are the most important factors that I hear across the state and the country into this conversation. Am I leaving anything out that maybe you wanted to talk about that, that were important that we didn't discuss? The thing is, we're at a very pivotal time in education. Enrollments are declining. It's bad from a financial standpoint. At Hillsborough in 2007, we had 3,700 kids. We're going to be at 3,200. And it's not because people are fleeing. It's because people are waiting longer to have kids and they're having less kids. The kindergarten class of kids born in 2008 was the change in smaller class sizes from then on. They are now in going into eighth grade. We used to have 300 kids a class. Now we have 200. So I've been able to go down a couple of teachers at grade level. And that's fairly consistent both in Missouri and nationally. That has helped us with the teacher shortage because we actually need less teachers. But the cost of turnover is huge when we put so many efforts into growing a teacher, sending them to professional development conferences, then to have them just leave the profession 10 years in. That's not good for kids. And long-term, that's not going to be good for education nationally or in the state of Missouri or at Hillsborough. Really appreciate how you use the tools and how you view the, the school system and, and really appreciate your adoption and time. And thank you very much for this. I'd love to meet up with you in a year and get an update from you and see how it's going, but really appreciate the time and, and perspective. Thank you for having me. Field Trip is a podcast from Frontline Education, the leading provider of school administrative software. For more information about how Frontline solutions can help schools with human capital management, business operations, and student management, visit frontlineeducation.com slash fieldtrippodcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Field Trip while you're at it for more stories like this one. Thanks for listening and have a great day.